you are getting a 20% discount mm. by listening to this show and taking action. Uh, one of the things we covered is that you have about seven seconds to catch people's attention. And so uh, hopefully that achieved it uh, <laughs> just from a funny perspective, obviously, but there is just a super generous offer from Jeff, uh, you know, 20% to our listeners, which I'm so thankful for. And it really just is in line with a lot of the conversation, right? Just a very generous guy who's focused on being the best man possible, putting out content, putting out books, doing things to help men specifically become the best versions of themselves. And and just his love for Jesus was inspiring. Yeah, man. Jeff Trina, he's got a great message. Uh, we talk about uh, a whole lot of things, um, but uh, something that, that hits pretty hard is, you know, we talk about men being um, hurried, distracted, and overwhelmed. Um, and there's something that we can do about it. So go listen. You're listening to Filling the Storehouse Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. Yeah. My main man, Stewie, I am fired up. The details for our next retreat just dropped and can be found on our website. And dude, I'm stoked. Yeah, man. These kinetic men retreats, I come away from these things with my with my cup like completely filled. We have amazing speakers come and talk to us, amazing men full of fellowship. And we do fun things, we do hard things, and we just get after it. It's great. Go check it out. Come join us. All right. Um, we should have hit record a long time ago because we were already having amazing conversations. Um, so I know the rest of this is going to go really well once it's recorded. But the goal is to have uh, Jeff talk a whole lot and David talk uh, not a whole lot. Uh, so I'm going to go right into it, Jeff. If well, you hey, it's a three-point goal. Before you go David, into it, it's a three-point oh, goal. It's David. Jeff talk a lot, David talk less, and Stu not talk at all. Like you <laughs> the entire premise of what we're here to do. Jeff, welcome to Filling the Storehouse Podcast, man. We're glad to have you. Uh, if you could, give us a little background about who you are. Man, guys, I'm stoked to be here. And, and you're right, we should have recorded it earlier because you two guys are awesome, man. You, just, you made me, right away, you made me feel so comfortable. And just, you know, for the storehouse guests, that, that's one of the biggest things when you're, when you're doing an interview-based show is really helping the guest feel comfortable to where you're not on camera. Ah, we're on camera, you know? David's um, crooked so nose thanks. helps with that quite a bit, just because he just looks really goofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I try to keep, <laughs> I try to maintain this uh, crookedness and and this face just to make our guests feel so much more comfortable. Because you know, it's very, <laughs> it's very. <laughs> my my looks are very comforting, uh, like thereof. So thank you, Jeff. Well, thank you. Well, I want to tell you, um, for all everybody listening right here, I know um, most of the audience are veterans in the military now or once we're in the military. So I want you guys to know that I really appreciate your service. I really do. Uh, my father-in-law was a fighter pilot in the air force fighter pilot slash navigator. He flew F fours. So he has some really cool stories. I mean, I just go on a drive with him and I'm like, Hey, tell me about that time. Tell me this. And I'm just like, I've never asked so many questions other than when he's, you know, telling me these stories and there's just like the coolest stories I ever heard. But um, real quick about me, number one, the number one thing to know about me is that I'm a sinner saved by grace. 
by my faith in Jesus Christ. That is the number one thing. I can tell you all these other things that I do that I think are great about me, that I love to talk about, you know, ways that I can earn income. But at the end of the day, that's the number one thing. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for me just slowing down in my life 21 years ago with all the junk I had going on, all the stupid mistakes I made, and, and I still make stupid mistakes, don't get me wrong, but I made a lot of them back then. And I'm the ones I made back then, I did not know Jesus Christ until somebody shared the gospel with me. Put my faith in Jesus. You know, I, I was severely depressed, had suicide thoughts for four years of my life, guys, did not want to live. And just in the worst place of my life, and somebody shared the gospel with me, and they helped me to understand that God loved me for who I am, regardless of the stuff I did bad yesterday, today, and all the bad stuff I'm going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And when I understood that the gospel is a free gift, that Jesus gives us, that all I had to do is trust in that, man, it was like all this weight just went off me. And I'm like, you mean God loves me for who I am? Even though I did not like myself, he does. Man, I placed my faith in Jesus and it's been 180 degrees running to God instead of running away. And that's how been, you know, running the Men Unplugged talk show, writing books, Christian books to help men, to help families, um, to help people, you know, get closer to Jesus because I knew what life was like without God and it was not cool. And so that's me guys. I also run some businesses, you know, small businesses, but I hope that wasn't too much. No, I'll tell you what, that's not enough. Actually, I'm, I'm not gonna let you <laughs> off the hook. Um, Hey, you know, I love what you said there, Jeff. And, and one of the things that before we hit record that you talked about, and I'd like you to expound a little bit on that because you really said it in a different way just now. Uh, earlier, you said that one of the things that that you focus on and 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 that you love doing is helping men, your primary audience, to to recognize their value. And what you just highlighted is is your value in God in Christ. And and if you don't mind, just expound on that a little bit. If you if you don't mind, please. Yeah, man, I wish we would hit record because what I said then, you know, it always sounds better when it's not recording, time, yeah. whatever you say, you know, and the <laughs> yeah, guys listening are probably like, yeah, right, whatever, whatever. But, um, you know, what I had to realize for me, and, and I think we all struggle with this as men, um, just at least the guys I talk to is this, is trying to figure out where is our identity? I know this is a, a big word, identity, you know, significance, where is this found? But to me, it all comes back to this value. You know, what is the value or where is the value or who is the value that we're placing our worth in? And it should be in Jesus Christ. And I know for myself as a man and, and as a business owner, as a Christian author, as a Christian speaker, as a course creator, you, you whatever, you put all these titles, evangelist, pastor, you put all these titles in there. They sound cool, right? We all have these titles. But at the end of the day, we are children of God. We are warriors of Christ. And to me, that's where we should be hanging our hats on. Because we got to find our value in Christ, not value in a company or value in culture or value in what we communicate. But it's what Jesus communicated to us and what he did for us 
um, on the cross. And I'm just going to read this verse. Psalm 1910 says this. Um, he's talking about us. That we are more precious than gold, than pure gold. Okay. And it says also in scripture that gold and silver, they tarnish, they fade away, but yet we as believers do not. And I love that because, you know, part of my struggle, guys, was it was a form of OCD called body dysmorphic disorder. Okay. So what that meant was I would look at myself and I would see this ugly duckling. Well, some of you guys may say that today. I don't know, but I would look at myself like that. And I had this big scar on my hand. You can't see it now. Well, a little bit. But to me, that little scar was the size of a mountain. It was this obstacle. Guys, give me a military term here that I can that they can relate with. There was this mission that I could never complete, right? Yeah. That was the that was the problem. Yeah. And so this enemy that I could never defeat. And so the enemy, Satan, used that to tell me, you don't measure up. You're not worthy. You're not lovable. And Guys, I just want to tell you right now, if you are, if you have a thought like that, that is that that comes from the pit of hell, that's coming from Satan, that's coming from the devil. And I'm here to tell you right now, you can rebuke it by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is not true because you are worthy, you are valuable, and you are precious more than anybody here on earth. You know why I know that? Because Jesus died for you and he died for me. So I'm getting fired up, guys. Sorry. That's awesome. Stu, before your question, I want to make, yeah, yeah. I want to make two points. One, scars are cool. So I didn't think that, things. though, for a while. Now yeah. it's part of my testimony, and yeah. it doesn't even bother me. Yeah, it's awesome. And then, two, I'm not one to reinterpret Scripture or anything like that. But, Stu, I think you probably fall in the, like a very, very refined uh, sterling silver. I mean, not necessarily gold, but a, like a sterling, like a real nice <laughs> sterling silver. <laughs> Man, he's Man. being nice. I don't know if he's being nice. I don't know. He he <laughs> likes to he likes to pick. He likes to make funny things. He gets he gets joy out of it. But I'll I'll, let, I'll allow it every now and then. Hey, but uh, as long hey, I'm going to be the innocent bystander here, yeah. man. I'm just going to stay out of it. <laughs> well, typically, what we try to do is get get the guests to like pick a side, and then we like you know, like yeah. tag team, you know. Oh man, but, I don't know, man. You guys are good guys. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to. So do speaking that. speaking of tag teams, uh, it's interesting this conversation of value and, and who we are. I was, uh, I was in a, uh, I, I'm in a men's Bible study and we're, we're um, going through the book of Colossians and in Colossians, Paul writes this letter and he, he, he says, Hey, I have this, I have this secret that all that, you know, the, that, uh, everyone's holding back from you. The secret is Christ is in you. Mm. He's not, he's not with you. It's not, it's not like, and, and, uh, the speaker talked about, like, it's not a tag team event. It's not like you're in trouble, you're in the wrestling ring and then you get in trouble and then you like tag team in God to come and help you out. No, 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 no. He's, he's in you all the time. Right. right? Uh, and, and knowing that changes how you show up a little bit. Mm. Right. And so and it, show it, up is a big phrase, man. Show up. Show wow. up. So, wow. so here's the question. So how, how do we, uh, knowing that God is within us, how do we show up differently? Speaking of value, once we have realized that and know that, that we are valuable because Christ is in us, how, how should we be showing up differently, uh, as a man, um, that probably a lot of men don't think about or don't at all show up? Mm. 
Man, you got me thinking. I'm going to have to point you right here to this picture right behind me. You can't see it, but look. Do or do not. You see that Yoda? Yeah. Okay. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So if you guys, if you're not watching, if you're listening to it, that is one of my favorite quotes. I'm going to do Yoda for you. Yoda says, Hmm? Do or do not. There is no try. Love Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) So Yoda said, y'all didn't know I did Yoda. Didn't that was that was a special? That's so a David, special he's he's laughing. There. You can't yeah, hear we, him. He's laughing. We we didn't we did not know that. Stu can do Barney, so we'll have. Oh, I want to hear it. I can, we'll have Stu do, I Barney do Barney after. Um, but you know Yoda. I mean, what the Jedi Master? He says, "Do or do not. There is no try." So when you're talking about show up, I remember my wife said something to me early on when we got married. It's probably the first year, and you know, the first year you're still trying to. See who, you know, you're still trying to gauge, you know, where, you know, what can you do? What can you not do? And I remember we had this little disagreement. You might call it an argument, whatever. And I felt like I was right. And she obviously knew she was right, right? She didn't of feel, course. she knew she was right. You know, yeah, of course. Was right. yeah. And, and then you um, came to her. I'm imagining you came to her side a little bit later, but yeah. Yeah, don't spoil the story. So, you know, we didn't talk for it was like a couple hours, you know. I and so I came back in and she was in our room and she's sitting out reading, and I was in the you know living room, and I was kind of tucking my tail between my legs, and I'm like, what's going on? You know, I've I feel like you know I'm right. And she's like, Well, you know, I know I'm right, or whatever. And she said, and we worked it out. And you know what she said to me? I just want you to show up. I want you to try to still chase me. It, it was, the, she said, just yeah. try. Just show up. Attempt. And I think that's, I know Yoda says do or do not. There is no try. But to me, if we attempt something, we're doing it. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter if we succeed or we fail. It's the fact that we did it, right? I think so often today in society, don't even get me going on this, but in society, we are told you have to have this amount of money. You have to have look this way. You've got to um have this many cars, this type of house. You got to do all these different things and you've got to have seven plus social media accounts by the way guys most <laughs> americans have seven or more social media accounts did you know that that's crazy that. that is crazy yeah i talk that, about that, actually, that in my that book makes me like anxious to hear that like i <laughs> i, I oh, recently yeah. am focused on one and i'm like i don't know how people go beyond this so it's too that's much crazy. it's too much i mean i'm like i mean just getting out a podcast episode you're like, you're like ah i get i get crazy but to me if Go back to what society says. If we can just sit back here, and this is what I talk about in that new book, Cut Through the Noise, on how do you remove distractions and connect with God? Well, number one, we've got to break through all this noise, okay? Because what's happening is it's hard to do things. It's hard to show up when you've got everything coming at you like light speed telling you you got to do something and be somewhere else. Okay, so number one, We've got to be still in God. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. We got to be still in our spirits 
so that we can find that place. You know what I call our zone, getting in the zone so that we can live out our purpose, whether it's, you know, right in that moment as a husband, right in that moment as a dad, right in that moment as an entrepreneur, right in that moment as an employee, manager, whatever that is, we got to get in our zone so we can actually do that part and show up. Now, I know part of your question here is showing up spiritually. I get that. Well, to me, we got to get there first. We got to get there in the physical realm because we live in a temporary world. We live in the flesh, right? We got to get there first so we can get there spiritually. I think it all works together because that's how God made us. He made us physical beings, but yet you said it earlier, guys, Jesus is in us. It says in scripture that the Holy Spirit is in us and we are a temple of the living God. And with that, we got to manifest all this together. And I hope what I said there made sense. It does, man. Yeah. David, you got something to say? Yeah, I, I love that. And, and you know, it reminds me of what's behind Stu's, behind Stu's head there, the man in the arena. Uh, you know, and I think so many people read that and they get inspired or whatever, but, but, at the, but they miss the point, right? They miss the point. It's not about inspiring necessarily. It's not about, it's about showing up. Yeah. And it's about just getting in there and there's a great chance. You know, one of the things that Stu and I talk quite a bit about is the chances that you're going to quote unquote fail are vastly astronomically more likely than it is that you're going to succeed. Right. And once right. you get, but, but you're going to be better for it every iteration because you're showing up, you're in there, you're in the arena, you're doing it and, and you're going to get better, right? right. You don't show up to the gym and and start benching 350 pounds. Well, in Stu's case, <laughs> you never show up to the gym and bench 350. But but, Ruthless, but man. you're not gonna do that. You're not just gonna get there and bench 350. It may take years. Right. And but but you're getting better, you're getting closer to it. And I think it's just a it's an interesting thing. You know, one thing I heard in church that I wrote down this this past weekend, the pastor said, Your system is set up exactly for the results you are getting. Mm. Say it again, your right. system is set up exactly for the results you are getting. And it was such a, it does not seem like a profound statement, but it is because it, it, it takes all the excuses away. It takes the, you know, the, it, 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 as the do or do not. And, and yeah, I agree. There's some trying in there, but, but we have set these things up and we are getting the results that we're putting out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, what you, what you said there, David, just reminded me of, um, you know, I, I, I played tennis and basketball in high school and have coached tennis, you know, on the side. Um, but basketball was one of those sports that, you know, I, I love both sports, but basketball, you have to require on a team, right? You have teammates. And I remember we were, we were playing this Flizz deal. It was kind of like an adult basketball league, you know, and, and I was point guard, shooting guard and, and a lot of times, you know, I would drive to the lane and, and, and things like that and make shots or pass it. Um, and I was never afraid of shooting, right? And this one game, I was just, you know, I has had a bad day. I mean, just things in my life weren't going well. Um, wasn't married at the time. And I was just like, you know, this is not a good day. And so that day, I didn't shoot at all. For like, we were playing, we played one game, I didn't shoot at all, I kept passing, passing, passing. And the next game um, was halfway through, 
I was passing it, kept passing it. And this one guy, he was a mentor of mine. He said to me, he said, what are you doing, man? I go, I'm passing everybody the ball. He goes, no, 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 that's not you. You're always looking to shoot first, then pass. I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be a ball hog. He said, no, you're just making shots. He said, do you know that you're never going to make a shot until you try it? And I'm like, I mean, it was like clicked in my head and he goes, would you try today? And I go, well, I'm not shooting well. He goes, just try, just throw it at the rim. And the more I did it, the next thing I know, a couple of shots later, I start sinking it. I'm like, you guys aren't getting the ball now, right? <laughs> this is your, this is your fault. You yeah, this is your this. fault. <laughs> but I, I, anytime I think of that, I go back to, man, I'm not trying something. I'm scared. You know, I, I, I feel like if I do this, it's out of my comfort zone. I think that's the biggest thing for me is a guy is like, man, I'm afraid if I try this, I'm going to fail. And I'm going to find out that I didn't have what it took. And I yeah. think sometimes that scares me. Well, and I love going into it. I tell you, it's been a mind, sh a mind shift for me has been to go into it and be like, I'm going to fail but mm. I'm going to fail gloriously and I will be better for it. And it changes the whole, it takes all the pressure off, right? It's not that I am not desirous of success and to achieve. I mean, that's right. not it at all because I'm so desirous of success and achieving and moving forward. I'm willing to do the things acknowledging that I will fail, but I will be better off. And, and I think one other thing you said that my mind goes to is when you're not shooting you are actually not fulfilling a role on the team. You know, and I think of it, the body of Christ, right? I was having a conversation with somebody the other day telling, I was my kids and I was like, I was telling them that if you are not willing to be who God created you to be, mm. and maybe he created you to be the, the pinky finger. Maybe he created you to be the eye. Maybe right. he created you to be a leg, whatever he created you to be in the body in that, in that metaphor you are robbing the rest of the body because you're not being who you were intended to be. Right, right. And and I think that's a very powerful thing that we should acknowledge is that not only was I created for a purpose to do stuff and things for myself and to you know be who God created me to be, I was created to be something for Jeff. I was mm. created to be something for Stu. I was created to be something for others to add value. And if I'm not doing then I'm not only robbing myself, but I am robbing those around me. Yeah. And I love that. What you said right there, David, because uh, when you don't do that, you're never going to have any chance of success. And I don't know, I'm not saying how we measure success. Okay. I'm saying you're never going to even have a chance to succeed. Like that's the biggest thing. Like if you don't try, if you don't do something, you're never coming back to what Stu said, you're never showing up. You're never showing up. And now as I get older, I'm 51 now, guys, I'm telling you, man, this is crazy. 51. I, I my, when I turned 40 years ago, I, I thought I was, no, I turned 41. I thought I was 40. And I told somebody, I said, yeah, they said, how old are you? I said, I'm 40. And my wife said, no, 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 you're 41. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. And like, in thanks, one dear. second, I'm a year older. Like yeah. that's how bad I felt. But um, the success part is doing it. And whether you succeed or fail, 
part of me, the success is, man, I tried it. I actually tried it. And that gives me more motivation, more firepower to do it again, because I'm like, you know what? Hey, I'm still standing. You know, it may have stung a little bit, but this, I get a, you get more resolve. I think that's the key is you get more resolve, right? Knowing that you can go forward, but, but maybe not succeed the way you want, but yet, you know what? You're still standing. It's getting up. And can I talk about this guys? Because I think as we get older, we start, what happens is I'm just going to tell you, we start getting all these little fears. We start analyzing everything too much. We start we start strategizing too much. We start weighing the risk too much that we forget the reward. Remember as a kid, there was no questioning doing something. You weren't looking at the risk. It was always, can I get it? Can I have it? Can I have it? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And you just did it. And the repercussions, who cared? Oh, I'll get the Band-Aid. I'll get a little bandage. It's all right. And you went out and you did it again because you weren't worried about the risk. And I think we nearly need, I think we really need to talk about, we got to get away from the risk and focus more on the reward of what we're going to do when we show up spiritually. I love that. In, in our um, email conversation back and forth to, to try to get this uh, podcast scheduled, you had said something in there in our, in our email transaction that, that really hit me. And you, you said that, this is from you. You said, I think men are overwhelmed, hurried, and distracted. Why is that? And and how do we get away from that? Oh, man, that's a loaded question right there, man. I can tell you that You're when welcome. you say that, <laughs> do you know, <laughs> guys, that we had, yeah. do you know, guys, we had seven minutes to catch your listeners' attention? Seven minutes today? Yeah. And I would say when they looked at this, I don't know how you're going to do the thumbnail, the image, or how you're going to run this out, but really it's seven seconds. That's what we live in. I think what I put in that book, Cut Through the Noise, Four Steps to Joy, Peace, and Freedom, really what it is is how to eliminate distractions, live undistracted, and connect with God, and eliminate that hurry. This is what it does. Well, let me get back to the question. Why are we so distracted now? I think I'm sad to say this, but we created it on our own as human beings. We created the madness. We created the chaos. Now, I know a lot of this is spiritual and we didn't create that. Obviously, I I get that. But a lot of the stuff that's going on, we created. Think about we talked about social media. Why is that here? We created social media. Why? So we could, in our minds, to feel, to bridge the gap of connecting, communicating with people. Why did we create email? To speed things up, the flow of information. Why do we have a phone or um, TV? It's to get information um, disseminated, to, to transmitted tra- and, and received quicker than ever before. Why do we have car why do we have vehicle transportation airlines and railroads it's to get places quicker but see i argue and i talked about this in the book i argue that every one of these inventions that we create what we've done is is that we now have become dependent more on ourselves that in a way 
we become less dependent on God. Mm. We desire seeking him more. Now, some of you may argue that, but I, I don't see it that way because we're so focused on the here and now. Like the like here it is. Now is too slow. You guys agree with that? Now is too slow. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Hey, man, I needed that email today. I needed that answer right now. I needed to get that text. I text somebody, I don't get it back. Man, I start going, man, what's going on? What did I do wrong? What, what's the deal? How come they're not getting it? Then I call them up. Man. So in a way, all these distractions that we've created, we're creating a distraction even more by responding to them. And so I hope that answers the question. Then in a way, we've created this. We've yeah. created the chaos and the madness. And because of that, we're now so hurried. And, and let's be honest, if we, if we don't respond quick enough, guys, let's, I'm going to talk to the guys here in terms of your business, or maybe you work for somebody. If you feel like you're not responding to your customer fast enough, the fear is of, of as an entrepreneur, the fear is, man, customer, my uh, competitor down the road is going to respond faster and they're going to get that customer because I didn't respond fast enough. Okay. So there's a fear mentality of, of this madness, this chaos that we've created, all these distractions that all God keeps saying is this, slow down. Just listen, be quiet. But what happens is we can't hear God's voice because all the distractions, I call all this stuff noise. All this stuff is noise. And most of the noise that we have in our lives is not audible. Now there's the audible noise of kids crying, of the neighbor waking up six o'clock in the morning, mowing the yard. Not cool, by the way. Not cool. <laughs> I used to have a neighbor do that. Not cool. Or the dogs barking, construction workers. There's that noise. We get that, right? Traffic. But it's the inaudible kind, and I talk about this in the book, it's the inaudible kind that will eat you up. It will sneak up on you slowly, and the next thing you know, you're farther away from God than you were a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago. And you're like, why do I feel like I'm so disconnected from Jesus? Why do I not feel his presence? Well, what's happening is you're so tuned in to the frequency of the noise of the world that you've turned down the volume of God and God has not turned down. He is immutable. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. He does not change, but what's changed is what us. We're now liking the frequency of this new noise because we think here's the thing. We think guys that all these distractions are going to solve the problem. Mm. They're going to get the fix. They're going to, they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to itch the scratch. They're going to get us what we need. They're going to give us the joy that we need. But yet, what do they do? They're only temporary. They don't fill the gap. They don't fill the void. And all the while, Jesus is like, I'm right here. I'm right here. And we just keep pushing them away. We keep pushing them away. And if we could just stop, center in, reflect on what I call, I call recognize the distractions. If we could do that, then we could find that peace that we're looking for. We could get our zone and we could, you know, live out the way that God has called us to live as men of God. And then, you know what? Then we would be a force, a powerful force to reckon with of good in the culture and society today and instead of people looking at us like 
man, I don't want to be like you guys. It doesn't, it looks lifeless. They're going to look to us and go, man, I want what you, what you have because it's so much better what the world is giving me right now. Love it, man. I, I, um, David and I were talking about this morning. Uh, I'm reading through a, a book called uh, "Ruthless Elimination of Hurry" by John Mark Comer. I don't know if you've read it, but highly recommend it if you haven't. Um, he talks a lot about this, right? This this hurried state that we're all in, and and if you looked at what how Jesus acted, like he was he was never in a hurry, and he had hundreds of followers, you know, thousands of followers, people, you know, at him, desiring him, wanting him to to heal them but he was never in a hurry. He was always slow. Mm. And I I took it upon myself uh, as a part. There's a section in this book that talks about, you know, internet and social media and technology and what it's done for us, uh, but also what it's done to us. Uh, and, and so I did a, I did a, just a 24 hour like detox, like an electronic detox. I, I just shut down, yeah, I called it a digital detox. Yeah, digital detox. So I did. I, I did. I did it yesterday. I did it on Sunday. Uh, kind of. We just took a Sabbath day. Um, we just all stayed at home. I, I let my kids. They're eight and five. They, they watched thirty minutes of a cartoon, but then we shut it all off. Um, I tell you what, man, it was magical. Like it. It was like the whole the whole world slowed down, and, and like you know, my wife and I had to get, got to like, have like a, an adult conversation with each other right. that it wasn't about our calendar or it wasn't about our kids. And I, I got to read more in a book than I, in one sitting than, than ever before I, I prayed more. I, I journaled more. Uh, my kids were creative and they went off and played with each other, uh, together nicely without fighting. Like <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, and like, and, and I, you know, Dave and I were talking like, what, why is this? Like what, what happened in just this 24 hour period? Like I didn't have monkey mind. Like I wasn't like right. thinking about my entire huge to-do list. And I think that's just it, man. It's the noise. It's, it's, it's just, I wasn't distracted. I, I was present right. at home right. in the moment. And it, like, I'm going to do it way more now because it was just right. awesome. Um, and so, you know, something like that, like what, what can we do that, you know, tactical, practical steps that we mm. can take as men, um, you know, something like this, like wh what are things that, that you've heard about, talked yeah. about, perform, what are things that we can do that, that we can tell men uh, to do to, to slow down, to not live this yeah. hurry, distracted life? Well, man, I don't, I don't want to plug the book here, but like, look right here, guys, Let's you see it? it, that book cut through the noise. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that book, one of the things I talk about the last step here, I call it take a new path. And really the whole book is based on, there's four steps. And it's based off of one word that we all do guys. If we don't do it right, you got to read the book to get it. But there's one book, there's one thing that we do every day. Every one of you guys, every person, male or female does this every day, but we don't do it right physically. And we sure don't do it right spiritually. And so that word, there's four letters in that word. It's a clean word, by the way. So by the way, um, but every step, every step is based off of a letter in that word. Okay. And the last step here is I call take a new path. Now you got to go to the other three to understand this, but take a new path is one of those things is a digital detox. 
Okay. Another thing you talked about Saturday, you talk, you do this on Saturday. One of the things that we don't really hear a lot in mainstream Christianity in, in mainstream in the church today is this thing about the Shabbat, you know, practicing the Shabbat, yeah. right? Bringing some of that Jewish heritage in here. I'm not Jewish guys, but you know what? We are grafted into that as Christians and what they do in the Jewish community is Friday night from sundown to Saturday, sundown, whatever it is, some, whatever that is, they will practice the Shabbat. And what that means is they are not doing any work unless it's to serve somebody else. They don't get paid or anything. They don't do any work, even at their home, for a whole 24 hours. Now, obviously today in um, American civilization and a lot of countries outside of that, of America, that's hard to do, right? With, with all of the responsibilities we have. So I, I say, instead of starting 24 hours, why don't you start for 15 minutes? Why don't you start for an hour and try to do some of the stuff like that with your family? And, and I will be honest with you guys. It's a little bit harder here as men to encourage, or I don't want to say enforce, but encourage your family to do that, especially with young kids, because they're going to be used to the norm. They're going to, it's hard to keep them still. So what I, what we've done in our family several times is for 15 to 30 minutes is just to get out a notebook and just, you know, Saturday, or maybe it's Friday night is to sit there and ask one another, Hey, what's going on in your life? And what do you want to work on? What do you feel like God's showing you? What do you want to improve on? Whatever that is, whatever you think your kids at that age can understand. And you guys talk about it, talk about victories, talk about struggles and really sit back down and maybe pick a verse, listen to a, um, you know, some Christian music or something for one song and just find that time that you're breaking away from the norm. Doesn't have to be a Bible study, but you're intentionally setting time aside to be with one another and to be with the Lord. I think that's the keys. You got to be intentional about it. Okay. Um, another thing you can do is um, we talked about digital detox, right? Another, I'm trying to think of this thing that my, my daughter called. Cause when I was writing the book, she was like, Oh dad, I got one for you. I got one for you. Um, all, all, along the lines of the digital timeout, you can make it fun. What you can do is you say, look for this period of time, whether it's an hour, six hours a day, you and your family decide you're going to put all the phones up. You're going to, unless it's for emergency, no, no emails, no computer, no iPad, no TV. You're doing that for a whole day. And for that day, what you're doing, if you feel like, okay, it's too much to sit there and read scriptures, too much time to read prayer, you just take little bite-sized pieces of that, right? Little intervals. But instead, maybe you and your family go out for a bike ride. You go walk to the park. You go throw the Frisbee. Or you do some, you know, do some puzzles, do some board games. The idea is to do something different outside your normal pattern, because that's what you have to do here. You have to change the pattern in your mind to see that, hey, I can make it. I will be okay without all of these distractions, without all this technology. And when you do that, what will happen is this. You'll you'll crave it more. Because, Stu, you're probably craving it more, yeah. okay? Now, here's another thing. Guys are not going to like me right now. This is the one they are not going to like me. Yeah. I, roll, I started rolling out a thing now I call Minute Missions for Men, 
This is where we're starting to roll out on the Men Plug show. Um, somebody told me you need to roll out challenges for men. I'm like, well, no, uh-uh. Men don't like challenges. Do you guys like to be challenged? Men love challenges. No, but hold on. <laughs> if as a buddy, if you know them, you like challenges, right? Yeah. Like, like Stu could challenge you, right? But if I if you don't know me, if I challenge you, you're like, who is this dude? Right? Yeah. But you like missions to right. complete better. That's is right. really what you like. Missions to complete. So um, I'm like, no, we need to re-roll out missions. So in these five-minute missions, you can start or complete these in less than a minute. So here's the one that I, the first one I rolled out. You want to hear it? You're not going to like me. Yeah. I like you, it. These Let's guys are going to, they're going to hit pause. I think, in the I think I'm going to love it. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to love it. <laughs> these guys are going to stop this show right here. I know it. Here was, here was the challenge. Uh, oh, you got me saying it. Here's the mission. Here's the mission to complete. The mission to complete, and you can do it coming up this next weekend because this weekend's already over with, is not watch the playoff games. Do not watch NFL football. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't this weekend because I, I was on digital I, detox. It was there. You go. Yeah, but you're okay. Or better yet, there's a guy going, but my team's in it. Okay, here it is. You got to not watch the one that your team's in because that's what you're really going to nice. want to do. So instead of that, the three to four hour period of time. Instead of that, spend 15 to 20 minutes of, with God. Spend it with your family. Spend it just doing something other than screen time. That's another, man, that's so massive right there. If you can just get away from that. I'll tell you guys, I stopped watching this stuff 14 years ago. Yeah, um, I was just going to say, Jeff, you know what? What I, find, what I find interesting, I'd say about 10 years ago, uh, no, when my wife and I got married, so up to about 14, 15 years ago, I was, I loved college football and I, and I love college football and I love football in general, but I was, I was, uh, you know, I was, we would watch and she's a big football fan. She ref football. She's, you know, she played women's professional football. So like we were a football wow. family and, and, and I don't know what really changed it. Maybe it was all the time we spent outdoors in Colorado, you know, years ago, or actually we were living in Hawaii when we were first married. It's a lot of scuba diving, a lot of outdoor stuff. And, and it just, I was shocked. I started thinking about it the other day, how quickly it all fell off. Like my desire to spend the day, I can't imagine, I can't imagine sitting down and watching a, a, a full day of football anymore. It's I like can hardly make it through a game, like a, one game. I can hardly make it through uh, didn't make it through any games yesterday, right? They were on because my kids were somewhat interested, but we, in the middle of the game, we got into a, an hour long fake war through the house with Nerf guns. <laughs> and then we went outside and it became an outside snow battle with the, and it was freezing and it was fun. Dude, that's epic. But I can't, what's that? that? That's epic, man. <laughs> oh dude, it was, it was, it was great, but that's, that's more the norm. And I'll tell you, and I, and I only say it not to say that, you know, we're doing something great. I say it simply to highlight that you will be shocked at how quickly the desire for these things goes away. Because right. now I was talking to my parents the other day about it. I'm like, mom, I can't. And it sounds judgy and it's not judgy, but I was just talking about TV time. And I was just like, I, I can't imagine like getting into a show is overwhelming to me. Right. Getting like plugging into uh, a, a show and, and I can do a binge like one day a month. I can do a binge if a show's really good, but like, I can't imagine just the constant trickle of TV because I feel like I literally feel like life is wasting around. Yeah, no right? doubt. 
No doubt. And, and so I just encourage our listeners that this stuff is not that it's really not that hard, right? Like you do it and it kind of hurts a little bit and then you're just, it just goes away. And I'll tell you my family and I started doing, you mentioned it. This has been amazing. I didn't grow up playing board games. I didn't grow up doing puzzles. Like it wasn't a thing. I didn't even think I liked it. We now have a table out probably for the last couple of weeks and we're putting puzzles together and it's like a honeypot for our family. Mm. I actually told my wife the other day, I'm like, Erica, you committed to not doing this without the kids because <laughs> <laughs> we all just kind of go to it and we're sitting there, we're finding pieces together and it has been as intentional as we are. It's been a game changer just in the last couple of weeks because it's so fun. That's and cool. That's how hard it is. You put a card table out, you throw a puzzle on it and just watch what happens. Watch what Man. happens. Is it the thousand piece or the five thousand piece? We're, we're no, we're at we're at the five hundred. I still have a, a six year old, so we don't want to make it extremely <laughs> overwhelming. But that dude is, and he. It's funny with him because he wants to do it so bad he'll take the pieces out of your hand as you're about to put them in. You're oh. like, dude, there's like four hundred and ninety other pieces. Like you, yeah. can, you don't have to take this one yeah, out of my, my hand. My five year old's the exact same way, man. Oh, dude, it's it's kind of annoying. I'm like, yeah. no, you have you have five year old. I have a five year old son too. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, t- he's the reason I've been drinking coffee again for five yeah. years now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> but but I think and I think to your point, Jeff. You know, to bring it back, there there are so many things we can do. And, and the word that you said that I love, and I would add one word to it. It you said intentionality, and we preach this all the time. Like be intentional. The other side, the other one that I would, um, that something that popped in my head for a challenge for me is, is truth and mm. honesty. Mm. And, and why that popped in my head is, is I was, you know, I'm thinking the places I take my phone and I'm starting to wonder, am I recording these events to post it or am I recording these events so that I have it into posterity and I can, you know, and what am I telling myself that I'm doing it for? Cause my mm. kids are noticing too. Like, mm. I'm like, Hey, smile. We're on the mountain doing this awesome stuff. And my kids are starting to be like, Oh, why dad, you want to post that? And I'm like, Ooh, mm. that, that cuts deep. That Man, cuts deep. That does. That does. So, yeah. Mm. To be honest with yourself. Make some of these things also easier to let go of. Cause you realize how superficial and potentially how uh, dishonest you're being with yourself. What's the motive? That's what you're, you're boiling down to is what is the motive that you're doing it for? I, I love that. Be honest. You know, the biggest, like, you know, you, man, I can tell you right now, if you're married, you don't need an accountability partner. You're like, what? Here's your accountability partner. Get your phone and have your wife have complete access to it at all times and your computer, your password, everything. There's your accountability partner. There you go. She can look at it anytime. Your computer, your iPad, your phone. And, I mean, seriously, yeah, that's all we need to do. Yeah, that's good, man. Jeff, I think we could probably talk for another hour. Um, I'm ready. Let's do it. You want? You ready to go for another one? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna start listeners. doing those Joe Rogan four hours, like three style hour, four hour guys. styles. Yeah, oh, man. I don't. I don't know if uh, David could probably talk that long, but I, 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 I'd, I'd probably easily... shut down. I'd probably yeah, shut down. Started after. to appeal to me, man. I was, I was looking at some uh, <laughs> longer podcasts. I'm like, man, I could. That would be fun. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, those those marathon ones for sure. No, it's it's cool. Yeah, uh, where do we send people uh, to learn more about you? Uh, you got you got some great books. You got uh, some great courses, and I know you you uh, you speak at events as well. Uh, where do we send people and put them in our show notes? 
Yeah, the easiest way to do that, guys, for all that, the books, the uh, courses, uh, to reach out to me for for speaking, whether it's, you know, um, church, men's group, um, school, um, organization, whatever that is, I have stuff that really applies to all different um, different segments, different genres. But the easiest way, the best place to, to go to is just my personal website. It's jeffjarina.com, and I'll spell it for you because I have a tough time myself, but uh, <laughs> It's uh, J-E-F-F and then J-E-R-I-N-A dot com. And guys, as always, you can just, if you have any questions, just reach out to me on the contact page there. And uh, I hope, man, that what I've shared today, guys, is uh, is really encouraged and equipped and blessed you guys. And I love what you guys, Stu and David, are doing here because, uh, you know, we really need more stuff like this for men. Um, because let's be honest, we got to be in the foxhole together, right? That's the only way to win this thing. Great. I appreciate it, man. Well, this has been a really, really fun conversation. I've, I've gotten a ton out of it. Um, David, I'm sure you got a a ton out of it. You you need a lot of work, buddy. Hey man, I need a lot of work. So it's always good. I start at such a low bar that I have so far up to go that I, that, that these are all very great conversations, but I'll (laughs) tell you, uh, Jeff, I want to thank you one for, for, for fulfilling a purpose, right? You wrote a couple books, third one coming out, Faith Without Fear, uh, Cut Through the Noise, you know, the podcast, um, Men Unplugged, you know, everything you're doing. And, and I'll tell you, it's it's interesting. I had a conversation with somebody who I believe to be a person of influence this morning. We we're talking about, you know, likes and followers and subscriptions, all this thing. And, and I just want to encourage you as well. None, of, A lot of that stuff just doesn't matter because the true impact is so, so deep. And, Mm. and a lot of the people that you're impacting, you're impacting them in a way, specifically men that are not going to tell you how amazing and how much they've been impacted and changed by the things you're doing. It's, it's a group that, that you got to really, it's, it takes special men to tell you how much and how much you mean to them. Right. And, and Mm. that's our goal is to get more men to that place where we can be that expressive and, and be that truthful. But I will tell you, I know you're making a huge impact. I know men are looking and being inspired, uh, looking at you being inspired by you and and really your focus on pushing us to Christ is is all just so powerful. I just want to thank you for that. And and man, that's uh, humbling. Uh, it really is. It thing. really is humbling, you know, and kind of add I really appreciate that. And and add to that, you know, it's like women share everything, right? Men don't share. You could be at a yeah. bake sale and a girl a lady can go Girl, did you taste that coffee cake? That's the best ever. You got to try this. And if that was a if that was a bake sale for men, which doesn't happen, by the way, let's just just <laughs> yeah. let's just imagine for a second. Let's just imagine. Let's just imagine that happened, right? Let's say they're in a metaverse. Let's just imagine that happened. Yeah, yeah. There's a bake sale for men, and a guy had that coffee cake. Do you think he's telling his buddies about it? No, man, he's 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 running off with it like a football. You got to tackle him <laughs> to get it from him. That's just the nature of it. But hey, I wanted to tell you guys, if they go there to jeffjarina.com, I want to give your listeners, here's the deal. Anything on there, my new courses, whatever. I got a new course called Sharing Your Testimony Made Easy. Okay, it's how to share your story. Simple way. Guys, this thing is like six lessons, 55 minutes, lifetime access. Okay. I want to give your listeners 20% off anything there, books, nice. courses, whatever. Okay. So I'm going to do, give me a coupon code. I'm going to, I'm going to name it right now. What's the coupon code? Let's do a storehouse. Storehouse. Spell it storehouse. for us. 
S-T-O-R-E-H-O-U-S-E, Storehouse. Storehouse. Okay, guys. Anything you buy there, 20% off, guys. Love it. Oh, thank you for that, man. Appreciate That's it. Awesome. We'll put that in the uh, show notes. Hey, guys and gals, reach out to Jeff. Check out uh, his website, jefftrina.com. That'll be in the show notes. Go listen to his podcast, Men Unplugged. Go buy his books. Uh, they're fantastic. Um, hey, and share this episode. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. It's the best thing that you can do for us. Tell somebody about uh, Philly and Charles podcast. Tell somebody about uh, Jeff Trina and Men Unplugged and his books. Uh, and uh, most important, let's all go fill the storehouse. Amen. Have a blessed day, my friends. Make it a great day. Thanks, Jeff. You're awesome. See ya. Jeff Jarena, awesome show. Super grateful for his time. Super grateful for just the content of that conversation. Uh, you know, very uplifting. And and really what I love about it is the focus on just doing, doing something, being intentional, being honest with yourself and doing something about it to be ultimately to be better. For sure, man. Yeah. He talks uh, a lot about, um, you know, seeing value in ourselves, that value uh, being incredibly high because, because Christ is in us. Um, and that, that hit pretty hard with me. I think it's really important to think about who we are as individuals, uh, the roles that we're playing as men, um, as, as, as husbands, as, as fathers, uh, and, you know, we actually put a little exercise together that helps you go through that process. If you want to go to storehouse310.com backslash roles, and it will guide you through defining the roles that you play in your life and getting serious about taking action. Something else Jeff talks about is actually going and doing, putting it on your calendar and being a better husband, being a better father, being a better friend, all areas that we need to get better at. So go do that. Glad you listened. Go take action. Five star review. I love you emojis, comments, welcome. Heartsies. Likesies. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, friends, for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you are growth-minded, community-focused, and willing to take uncommon action to redefine success and live an abundant life, visit our website at www dot storehouse 310.com to see all the ways we can connect yeah on our website you can find information on everything we're doing like joining our meetup page to get the details on our webinars and our local thursday gatherings here in colorado from our site you can also find information on and sign up for our next retreat finally we always appreciate your love and support please share this episode and go rate us on your podcast player of choice thank you again now go fill the storehouse <laughs>